Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and pretty much every other podcast network you could find. It's been a while. Now, once again, I took a little small break from uh, doing the shows regularly. Usually it's every Wednesday. Everyone expects a new episode. I've been doing some running around. For those that may not have noticed and have checked it on social media, I'm currently covering the New York Liberty for the WNBA. So I've been going to back and forth between Westchester, uh, where the team currently plays their home games, and covering their practices, which they have in Brooklyn. So there's been a lot of back and forth with that, as well as still continuing my duties with 1010 Wins and, uh, you know, working with Disney Streaming. So I apologize for those that have been waiting on a new episode, but this one is worth the wait just for the record. So I don't want everybody to say, okay, he's just going to come back and just start talking and rambling. No, 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 not this time. This time we have a couple guests. We have uh, a little more variety in regards to the show. And I really wanted to have uh, this focus to be more uh, basketball related and not just the NBA. Cause everyone says, okay, you know, the NBA, that's the only talk we're going to have. I like to go more within the community and my guest today was um, really, really influential in terms of what he's doing in the Bronx and and pretty much New York City in general. Um, I have uh, Johnny Rodriguez from Hoop Showdown. He's a creator, the founder of it, and just all the stuff that he does with this program. And, and it goes beyond basketball. It just goes, he does softball, he does football, all from the community. And, and it's not just, you know, okay, any kid could play. He's reaching out to coaches. He's reaching out to different people in terms of like the top young talent to come out and play in these tournaments that he's running. And it's amazing stuff. And I remember I got caught on to it about two years ago. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. This is this is some pretty cool stuff that he's doing within his community and he's built up. And what makes it even better, you got players that came from this program are heading to Division One colleges, um, possibly even into the NBA this June so uh, I got a chance to chop it up with him great guy and and I um, hope you guys look forward to just listening to it it's just a different perspective of just doing something you know from the ground up and that's such a big deal uh, also in that same vein of just building from the ground up even though it's been around for now on its 23rd season the WNBA is underway the season's underway it's been a couple of games now and it's always been the the back and forth discussion as to whether or not WNBA players get paid the fair amount and if it's worth watching because people always go back and forth they say well it's not as exciting as the NBA that is what the, that's what people try to push I'm one of those people on the on the other hand that enjoys the game of basketball and just the actual play itself and I feel like you get the the best version of pure basketball and teamwork from the WNBA so it kind of goes back and forth. It's like, what do people really want to see? Do they want to see a good product or do they want to see more of the flash? Do they want to see more of, okay, can this person, you know, jump from this? You know how the NBA can give you a little bit of everything. I think the WNBA is one of those, it's, it's one of those leagues that if you look past the fact, yes, the, the, the men and women in terms of the pay gap, the WNBA quite possibly be the best fundamental basketball league out there and I have no shame in saying that I mean let's really put this in perspective you don't you could watch a WNBA game 
And it's rare when you're going to see somebody say, oh, well, this person was doing this too much. He dribbled off his foot. Da, da, da. It, it, you see passes that are, you know, perfect passes, people actually playing with one another. It's not just a one-on everybody else type of show. It's rare that you see that. And I, I think that's something that when they talk about teaching at different levels, this is the, the prototype that they want to use. Uh, an example of that is uh, Becky Hammond. Uh, for those who don't know, Becky Hammond, a multiple-time All-Star in the WNBA, actually played for the New York Liberty for a while. She is currently the assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs. Well, one of the assistants, and it's it's just interesting to me that there hasn't really been a steady assistant coach in the NBA that's a, that's a female. And Becky Hammond, who is... You know, obviously she's done a hell of a job because I think even during the summer league she's led I think one of the teams to a uh, a title a summer league title. She knows what she's doing. It shows there's an influence there. Then you have a head coach like Greg Popovich who's willing to to take that chance to step out of the box to do something that no one else has done, makes it even better. So you know I, I I'm I'm not gonna go get too preachy here, but. This is what makes the WNBA a league worth watching. You have players like, even like I said, a former player like Becky Hammond, you have players that are very smart in terms of this is how you play the game. You have, if you have limitations, whether it comes like, you know, you can't be the biggest jumper in the world, you're not the most athletic, they find different ways to get it done. And I, I just think that's something that is overlooked a lot when they talk about is the WNBA worth watching, is it worth having, and et cetera. I, you know, I disagree, but I've gone to um, a couple of the New York Liberty practices, and the Liberty have not been a good team. As of right now that I'm recording this, they are 0-3. They just recently lost to the L.A. Sparks. And, you know, you got a team that's in a situation where they were maybe two or three years ago contending for a, a title, for a WNBA title, they're kind of going through this whole path of like, all right, we're going to be bad for a while, but uh, we're getting young talent. You know, Tina Charles has been their rock for so long. Um, it, it doesn't look like she's going to, you know, she can't do it alone in regards to her being the scorer. She was the primary scorer last season, the only player to finish the season in double figures on the team. Uh, she just recently broke the record now for uh, scoring for the New York Liberty. She's the all-time leading scorer in the franchise's history. That's a big deal. And uh, she's from Queens, New York, so she's local, New York City. Now, the Liberty just, like I said, they're, they're, they're a team that's trying to uh, – to, to rebuild, they just drafted um, they just drafted Asia Durr, who is a great player, great young player who um, has a lot that she can offer to the team in terms of as a scorer, one of the best scorers in Louisville, um, one of the best players in the country. That's why she went number two overall. And I got a chance to uh, speak to her, and I'm going to play that audio a little bit later in the show and just get her idea for, you know, the process to go from the from college basketball to the WNBA is almost like a couple of days. It isn't like in the NBA or college, like for men, where you have a little bit of time, you, you go to the draft process, you know, the combine, and then you wait a couple of months before you start training camp. With the WNBA, because the WNBA season starts on Memorial Day, usually around Memorial Day every year, 
you go from playing possibly for a national title in April to now setting up for the draft, which could be like two weeks later, to then going to training camp, which can only be maybe a week or two, to starting a preseason game, to then going into a regular season game. It's a it's a pretty quick transition that you have to go through. So I got a chance to catch up with her and just, just get her thoughts on it because it's a lot. You know, and uh, she was really cool about it. And uh, just it's some interesting thoughts. She even shared some thoughts about adjusting to life in New York City, living in New York and the traffic in New York. So it was a a pretty fun conversation. Going to play that as well. And uh, the Liberty head coach, Katie Smith, going to hear from her. This was an interview I did with them right before their first game of the season, right before the home opener just to get an understanding of uh, where the team's mindset was and and how they wanted to handle going into the new season. So, like I said, jam-packed show. As always, hit me up at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter, Instagram. You know, I'll respond to whatever questions you have. I've got some random questions via DM about having on specific guests, and I am going to try to get those guests. It's not easy to just say, okay, well, I want this person, I want that person. You know, it was cool that I got Mark Henry last week. Well, last show, I should say. And, you know, it's it's going to be a process. But uh, I, I look forward to talking to more people. And for those that follow my writing on uh, Fansite and Sports Illustrated, I appreciate you. Continue following it. Continue support. Um, I like to give the best options available when it comes to this show. And uh, I'm really I'm curious to see what people like. So definitely keep going with that. And uh, with that being said, we're going to step aside for a short break. Very short break, I promise. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie Sin Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations, plus your on-demand music collection, all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio plus unlimited music all in one app. I'm Paul George. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, My days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sports Social with Eddieston Jr. We are back, and I have a special guest here today. He is the uh, creator of the Hoop Showdown. Um, I just, like I said, I, I came across this about two years ago, and I thought it was probably one of the best programs out right now, and it's what they do in the community, just uh, 
pretty much supplying an opportunity for um, young talent to be seen, to be playing ball. And uh, I just think it's a, a great situation. And I have, like I said, the founder here, um, Johnny Rodriguez. Yep, yep. Yes. That's it. Yeah, so Johnny, uh, thank you for taking the time to come down here. Appreciate it. Thanks for so, the invite. Yeah, you came down to Brooklyn, man. You're, you're a Bronx guy. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. This, this is, is a, a bit of a trip. It's a big deal. You know, <laughs> I have to respect that. But, uh, Johnny, I just got to get right into it, man. Uh, what came up what helped you uh, come up with the idea for a uh, hoop showdown well attending uh attending and participating in basketball tournaments as a kid and teenager um it's something i always wanted to do myself when it was time um so after school i was still playing in like local uh adult leagues and right. i actually hurt myself to the point where i wasn't going to be able to play for a while so that was kind of like my motivation to you know what this might be the time Use the, all the connections I have with the coaches and players and referees, and it's the perfect time to start something on my own, which is what led to the beginning of Hoop Showdown. Mm -hmm. Okay. So was it one of those situations where it's like, okay, you know what, I want to keep this maybe just a community thing, just everybody in the Bronx, or did you always have a dream of just making it, you know, citywide and getting all the different talent there? It was always a big more like a broad thing it wasn't just the bronx or just my neighborhood specifically it was always meant to be like a tri-state national thing so we were able to get kids from this year we was able to get kids from as far as virginia and mm -hmm. atlanta to come up um to play in the high school hoop showdown wow yeah okay and uh just like i said going through the process is there sort of qualifications that the kids have to have in order to be a part of it um, well, I usually reach out to certain coaches um, that I know can bring talent to the gym. And then I also have personal relationships with a lot of top kids. So I will call them myself. Um, one qualification, I mean, there, there isn't, but um, one thing that I ask the coaches is to make sure that the kids are passing. Um, I wouldn't want any kids participating in Hoop Showdown who are failing. Because I know when I was, in, when I was playing, if I was doing bad in school or, or even – failing a class my mom or, or dad wouldn't let me outside at all so i know how that would be as a parent to see their kid playing in the tournament when they're not doing so well in school so try to make sure their grades are right before they're even considered to play so that's cool so you're really pushing more just the academics making sure school first right and then building from there correct now uh, you've been doing this how long uh years? this summer will make six years wow six years six years yeah time flies it feels like yesterday i just started this that's good yeah. and and now just like in the six years have you seen um uh, you know, I, you want to just name like a couple of names that have come through the system that people may know that have either made to, like big to the college ranks, Division One basketball, or even right. to the NBA. I mean, right now we have over ninety players, former players of Hoop Showdown that are either playing Division One basketball wow. or are about to play Division One basketball when this school semester starts. Currently, we have three kids that played in Hoop Showdown who are entering this year's NBA draft. Uh, Lewis King, who played at Oregon, uh, Nas Reed, who played at LSU, and Tremont Waters, who also played at LSU. Those three players, um, two of them are projected to go first round, and uh, the third one is projected to go second round. So this class would be the first time that I might have some ki some former players that are actually in the NBA. So how does that feel, just uh, knowing that? Like, these are guys that were just, you know, well, kids <laughs> showing up for the for the tournament, and now they're about to be NBA players here, like, just watching that. How does that feel? <laughs> to be honest, it makes me feel old because I remember when they were just <laughs> sophomores and juniors, uh, especially Nas Reed. Nas, I think, played when he was a sophomore mm. in high school. Um, 
a, a friend of mine, Kashif Pratt, actually brought him in to the tournament. And um, now he's just completed his freshman year at LSU and entering the draft, and he's projected to go first round. It's just it's mind-boggling to, to really sit there and think that I've come across kids who are actually potentially might be in the NBA. Yeah, that's a, it's an amazing feat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, just going, you know, obviously with the program, you do more than just the uh, basketball part of it, right? Yeah. There, there's more sports involved. Right, right. So it started as a basketball uh, sporting event, and then I branched off into flag football mm-hmm. and uh, softball as well. And both of those are co-ed. So we do flag football, and we have two girls per team, and then we do softball, which we also do two to three girls per team. So we incorporate both genders in those in those sporting events. Okay. And uh, just the process. Like I said, this is, you know, it's such a – there's so many different, like, kids that come and play this. How is it just organizing and, uh, you know, seeing, like, who plays on what team? Like, is there – you have a whole team of your own that you uh, put together? Um, no, I actually just reach out uh, reach out to coaches. Okay. Yeah, so the, actually to clear it up, the sport – the softball and the football are yeah. adults. That's okay. those Yeah, those are adult divisions. So, I mean, but for all sporting events in general, I usually just reach out to certain coaches and let them handle the players. If they need me to make a call to get a certain play or, or they need help filling out a roster, you know, I have a huge network right. of players. So I just reach out to, you know, whoever I can to see who's interested in, and, you know, I help the coaches fill out their rosters. Have you had, uh, let's say, like people obviously need, they know about hoop showdown they've known about it for years have you had like special guests that just show up and just come to watch that people may know like people know yeah um taylor rooks she's she's with bleacher report now she uh she's a good friend of my good friend raven verona Mm. Uh, raven is a photographer for a bunch of top hip-hop artists and also the official photographer of duce palooza um she's a close friend of mine so she brought taylor rooks um AJ Price, who's a former NBA player, has right. passed by. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, well, I'm drawing a blank right now, but a, a bunch of you know local local celebrities, uh, former NBA players have come by. Um, can't remember all the names right now, but it's okay. we, we we had more than a more than a, a a few stop in and show love to Hoop Showdown. Okay, what is your goal now that you've been around for six years? Mm-hmm. Where do you see it going, you know, in the future? Um, so we want to go national. Um, mm-hmm. I want to branch out to Philly because Philly has a big basketball culture. Um, maybe I can knock two states, I'm sorry, two cities with one stone and do like a D.C., Philly type of uh, mixture with Hoop Showdown. And then I also want to go to Atlanta. Atlanta has been asking for a few years for us to come down there and do a Hoop Showdown. Mm-hmm. Um we did Miami before, and Miami's kind of tough because yeah. it's more like a, you know, like kind of like a party town. But we've done Miami in the past, and we've had great success. But maybe we could try that again. Right. And then um, head to the West, maybe to L.A. Wow. Yeah. It's like, so all of this, you went from starting something in the Bronx right. to becoming big in the city, mm-hmm. tri-state, mm-hmm. and now we're talking multiple states right. around the whole country nationally. Yep. That's yep, amazing yep. stuff, man. That would be a perfect perfect year for me to hit all these cities up mm. and and bring hoop showdown to their town okay can you let people know like where they can get more information if they want to join like their volunteer opportunities yeah yeah so on twitter and on instagram the hash i'm sorry the uh, handle is hoops showdown and um our email is hoops showdown nyc at gmail.com so 
That's the, the Hoop Showdown is the Twitter and Instagram account. And then the Hoop Showdown NYC at Gmail is our emailing address if anyone wants to reach out. Okay, and is there any more events that people should know for the rest of the summer? Yeah, so we have a softball showdown. This is our second annual um, tournament, um, June 29th, which is a Saturday at Randall's Island. Mm -hmm. That's field 33 and 34. And um, this is our second annual, but it's the first one that we're doing in the memory of my brother who passed. Yeah, so he passed away in July. Um, so this one uh, is for him. We actually created a baseball scholarship under his name. So we're taking uh, the proceeds from the softball event and uh, whatever merch we sell um, mm -hmm. from here to then and um, putting it towards the baseball scholarship. Okay. Yep, yep. His name was Christopher Rodriguez, so that was my only sibling, and we want to just keep his name going and do something in his honor. So that's going down June 29th. June 29th. Yep, Definitely yep. respect that. And, uh, Johnny, thank you, man. Appreciate thank it, man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. I know, like I said, you made the trip, the long trip from the Bronx. <laughs> Brooklyn, we're not too bad here, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a little it, low, but it's all good. It's not too know? deep in Brooklyn. Not too deep. <laughs> I saw the jerk chicken truck outside. I knew I was in Brooklyn. There you go, you know? <laughs> always welcome. Trust me. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's not always easy being a dad. When's the fairy princess coming? Any minute now. What? What do you mean she's not coming? But it's always worth it. It's a fairy princess! It is I, Groove's Zinkle Bell. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's really you, girl. I'm just pretending for the other kids. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4-DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like, like the storm. storm. When, when it kicked in, in we had we a plan. Separated. We, we were, were able to get in touch with each other in no had time. No idea how to find each other. My, My husband, husband kept the kids tried occupied. Calling our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I, I felt, felt like like breaking we handled down and everything crying, very but well. I had to try and stay calm. The, the whole, whole experience, experience was, fine. was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief. Of being I together. realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep to message. the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Asia Durr, you got to get a ticket to watch her play. She is one of the most fun players to watch in women's basketball. Picture perfect three, but also the defensive effort, the setting up of her teammates. That's what you have to be to be a good pro player one day. With the second pick in the 2019 WNBA draft, the New York Liberty select Asia Durr from the University of Louisville. Uh, first of all, just to, just um, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Um, just want to ask you, obviously, it's your first game, first regular season game. What are your thoughts? Like, what's running through your head right now? Uh, it's another game, and uh, you know, obviously, you're playing against uh, some of the best players in the world. So um, it's exciting, and uh, I think my family—they're pumped about it too. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just a dream come true. But then again, you're trying, to, you're trying to stay poised, stay calm because you got a ball game to play. How has the transition been? You go from being in the, uh, you playing college basketball, it feels like one minute, then the next minute you're in the draft, and then right now you're here. 
playing your first regular season game. Has the transition been easy? Um, it's been a transition, um, but it's, it's definitely been fun. It's new. But, um, I mean, it's challenging. You know, you, you, you go from college, and next thing you know, you're like, the next month, you're on your own. You're in a new city, a new state. Um, and you're also playing with girls, women, that have been in the league for 10 plus years at least. So um, it's a transition, but it's, it's been fun. How have you ever latched on to any veterans so far during training camp and the preseason? Yes, uh, T has been great, and TC, I've latched on to both of them. Um, they, they give me feedback and stuff like that. So um, it's been pretty cool to, to learn from those two greats. And last question, obviously being in New York now, has what has been your uh, biggest adjustment yeah. living in New York? The traffic. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm pretty sure like everybody would say that, but um, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> the, the traffic, like getting to and from places. There's times where I'll pick a place to go to, mm-hmm. and it's only four miles down the road. Yeah. It takes you 50 minutes to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's that's New York. <laughs> I see, and it's, it's it's crazy. Like they weren't lying when they said the traffic was bad. All right, yeah. but thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Still working on that. I mean, we're just just we'll, we'll let everybody know tonight, but I mean, it's probably not that hard to figure out. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Katie. Um, Want to talk about Rebecca Allen? Um, is this the year she breaks out? Is this the year she gets significant minutes? I, mean, I hope so. I mean, we had we had really nice uh, guard crew. Um, the great thing about Beck is she brings size. Um, and other pieces, her defense has been, you know, improved every single year she's here, which allows her to be on the floor even longer. Uh, it's somebody who we can target on offense. Uh, we can post her up. We can bring her off uh, down picks, staggers. Uh, it's somebody who you can give you something and, and direct action to. And again, she spaces the floor and is able to knock down. So I, I hope uh, I'm looking forward to her being aggressive and, and being on the floor and impacting the team in a positive way. You expect her to be on her own and you run a lot of plays for her? Well, as I said, I will target her. Um, and and she, her skill set is coming off, knocking down shots, posting up. She's, she can rip people on um, out on the wing. So, yeah, I mean, it's like all of them. If there's a matchup or somebody's, you know, getting off at that moment, yeah, we're going to want to use pieces while they're in the game to the best of their ability. Anybody in training camp surprise you in a very positive way that you think is going to make a significant contribution that you didn't expect? Not necessarily. I just, you know, Bias has been a pleasant surprise, really earned her, her spot on this team by being a, a scoring PG. Somebody brings energy on defense and offense. Um, so I think she's she's somebody who I think actually will, will be out there contributing. You know, Tanisha, we, we knew we were going to get somebody we really appreciate. Um, you know, back, nurse, just the aggressiveness, Blair, being able to have you know, hands on and see him in person every single day so nothing necessarily out of the ordinary um but just excited to have them have another year under their belt and come on let's uh, start this thing off right last thing what are the things you've worked on with her during this training camp you know, Han, han's a skilled basketball player like han knows how to play um she can shoot the ball she can read stuff she's a good passer you know the things that are just working on is it is just her adjustment to this league you know, the physicality how she functions in this this setting against these players. Um, you know, partly there's a, a little bit of a language thing of just how quickly or if we don't communicate the call well enough, we have to be cognizant of that as our team on the floor to make sure that she knows what, what play we're in so that she's not, you know, that we're actually executing. 
Um, but honestly, the, the stuff that she's going to learn is just going to take a little bit of time um, of just adjusting to this. And then on top of that, just being stronger. I mean, she's going to take, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, she'll continue to be, get stronger and figure out how to function. But I think she's been great. Um, and we'll just keep pushing it and making sure she's, good, she's comfortable and confident about what she's doing. Any expectations about playing this I mean, if there's matchups and things and other people, I mean, I'm comfortable throwing her in the game. Uh, but again, there's there's some things that are, are tough for her, and certain matchups will be a little harder. But you know, we'll, we'll, I have no problem with her throwing her in the game just like everybody else. One last thing, Katie. How do you teach her to be more physical? And can you I mean, teach her? It's not necessarily. She's not afraid of contact. It's not that she's not physical. It's the fact that she's just her, her center of gravity and her base. She's a little higher and gets pushed around a little bit. So she's just got to figure out how do I catch the ball in spots that I can function and finish. But she can shoot over almost anybody. So it's just those type of things. And then again, just gaining some little muscle as she goes. But it's not. She's not. She's not scared of physicality at all. Gotcha. Thanks okay, I just want to. I just want to ask. Uh, first game in a regular season. Do you treat it just like any other game, or is there like a different energy within the team? I mean, it's. it's I mean, it's exciting because it is our home opener. And again, every year that these kids get, and players get, and, and every year I get is. It's, 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 we're lucky. We're lucky to be here and be able to do this and be able to play a game at this level. So we're excited about it. Um, but we're, it's a, it's, it's like a must win. Every game is a must win. Like it's like literally the playoffs start today. Right. That's how tight this thing is. So I hope there is that excitement and really want them to play loose and confident um, and execute what we're trying to get done. And um, my last question is, uh, working with, obviously you have some rookies here and you have some veterans. How did you, did you notice any type of chemistry within the uh, veterans? Yeah, no, they've, uh, I tell you what, they're real, they're comfortable. They're, yeah. they're comfortable. Like, they're, they're knows how to play. Han as well. Like, it, it's just, you don't look at Han and say, oh, dang, she's 19, man. We got, you know, it's like, they're just, they know how to play the game. And Dur, Dur has a great skill set and a good basketball IQ. So fit in, just getting her to, to also learn the game and physicality and figure out how she functions, but to stay aggressive, because that's why she's here, um, a lot, along with Nurse and Beck. Like you're looking, you need every single person to be locked in and uh, with that attack mentality every day. Thank you very much. our everything our voice our movement this game is where we hold court where we hold high our crossover queens our forever champions we shoot we soar this game is for the future for the culture for the change makers we don't just play this game. We celebrate it. 
the way our minds, our bodies, our passions are meant to. Unapologetically, undeniably, us. Welcome to my block party. Glad you can make it. The only triple doubles you get come with fries. Last time you blocked someone, you were online. I can do this all day. Your moves are just gay. <laughs> Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. It's not creative, it's offensive to gay people. And you're better than that. Lean In Together is about what we can all do to help the women in our lives. And men have an important role to play. When men lean in, everyone wins. I want to be a great player, but I want to be an even better father. I lean in at home so Adrian can lean into her work. We need to stand up for gender equality. A little support for the women you work with can go a long way. Let's all lean in together. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Are you? take the time to thank everybody for tuning in uh, another big thank you to uh, Johnny Rodriguez from Hoop Showdown make sure you follow him make sure you check out the different events that are going on it's amazing stuff also shout out to uh, the entire New York Liberty I'm going to be following you guys all season and I'm going to try to see if I can get some more interviews on here and and just get more exposure because WNBA deserves it they deserved a lot more exposure than they've been getting so it's a it's a tough run when it comes to just the um just the, the audience to get to understand what it is and just look at the value of the basketball and you'll see what people are talking about so i'm going to keep pushing that that's going to happen for a lot more episodes so thank you once again for tuning in until next time this has been sports social with eddie Stein jr catch us next week <laughs>